0: Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. This show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups. What you want, what you need, what you love. Check them out at Priepickups.com. And to support the No Sleep Till Sudbury show on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash Brent Jensen Music. This week, I'm joined by award-winning Canadian music therapist, author, and speaker Jennifer Buchanan. Jennifer's new book entitled Wellness Well Played The Power of a Playlist is available now, and it focuses on how music and thoughtfully curated playlists can improve mental health and wellness, and listeners will know that this is an idea that I've always supported, making Jennifer my ideal guest. Here she is. Jennifer Buchanan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me.
0: So, Jennifer, you know, we were saying before the show, in a lot of ways, you're going to be uh, a very special guest for me here on No Sleep Till Sudbury because I 1000% believe in what you're doing. So my, my <laughs> whole, my, it's true. My whole platform is predicated on music's ability to elicit emotional response, you know, what we can learn from music and, and how music connects us. So this, this sentiment's always been really important to me, and obviously it's important to you too
1: absolutely when do you feel you've had a connection to music when did it start for you
0: oh gosh when i was a kid so yeah. you've got a song on your, on your playlist that, and this is funny because it, this was one of the precursors to like, I was a big Basically Rollers fan when I was in like grade two, <laughs> I think. And, and so right after that, your first song, we'll get to that in a second. Your first song was one that I listened to nonstop. And I wanted to be this guy when I was right? when I was 11 years old. Yeah, totally.
2: I know. So oh, I,
1: that's so great.
0: Oh yeah. at like super young age. What about you?
1: I, I, the same, you know, mine started, I I grew up in a home that was quiet, Mm. which doesn't equate to what I do now for a living, but the house just, we didn't have music playing all the time. Like I hear some of my friends and getting together, there wasn't the big party with all the music going on. Mm -hmm. And so when I entered, uh, public school and had the opportunity to uh sing in choirs where i was a weave and were able to have like guests come during assembly mm, you know yeah. when you'd have all this music and that sort of thing yeah. and i was so immediately drawn to every sense it gave me throughout my entire body yeah
0: hmm yeah i remember i think the the very very first song probably i was about six or seven and i heard roberta flack killing me softly
1: if you stop remember. it yeah for oh real. yeah oh that's so good okay my first concert mm-hmm. vancouver orpheum theater oh and it was anonymous curry oh wow <laughs> I think I was eight, seven or eight years old. Yeah. And again, hearing live music, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So incredible.
0: Oh, I know. Unbelievable. Mm. So so you've done some work with uh, the Awesome Music Project. Yes. So have I. And I wanted to tell you the story because you're going to like this. You're going to appreciate it. 2020, the summer of uh, 2020, because COVID had come on, and we were trying to raise some money for the Bob Cage and Long Term Care facilities there because they were being hit particularly. Do you know the story?
1: Oh, I know that piece. Keep going, though. This is so good.
0: <laughs> so, 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 it's uh, this is the coolest thing. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because uh, I witnessed firsthand the medicinal aspects of music. The Spoons had just been on No Sleep Till Sudbury, and I was talking to Gord about you know COVID and how challenging it was to play in different places and and get out there and, and maintain relevancy. And he told me that they played on a rooftop. And he said, you know, you have to be creative if you want to stay out there. And, you know, we did this rooftop gig. And so I was talking to the guys at AMP And I said, I think we can get the spoons because, you know, they have this kind of idea about being creative. And so the idea was to float a band down the Trent Severn waterway and play for the long-term care facilities. Because, you know, the logistics of COVID obviously made it very tricky to play right in front of people. So I, I pitched it to Gordon. He, you know, he loved it. He was like, oh, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely do that. So we put the spoons on two houseboats and floated them down the waterway. And uh, they played, you know, those old emotions and romantic traffic and, and all the hits. And, th- you know, the, the very first place that they played, all the residents got out of their chairs. They were on the beach. They got up out of their chairs. They joined hands. And they started dancing to to romantic traffic. Right. And and it was this extremely powerful Mm -hmm. moment. And I talked to Gordon Sandy after, and they said, you know what? In all the decades that we've been playing together, that was one of the most moving things that we'd ever (laughs) seen. They had tears in their eyes. Isn't that that, incredible?
1: Incredible. Yeah. And um, at a time, that it was so needed mm-hmm. and it's still needed, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. beautiful. But
0: I I'm sure you've got a million of those <laughs> moments.
1: You know, it's been um so this is my 30th year as wow. a certified music therapist. That's yeah.
0: incredible, Jennifer.
1: It's it's a long time. I know, and they said it wouldn't last, right? And mm. here here I am all this <laughs> time in and you know uh my youngest client has been an infant and my eldest i think has been about 104 and a half wow yeah you see just this unlocking you know mm-hmm. of or meeting someone where they're at during really difficult times And you see exactly what you're just saying. You see the tear in the eye and you see the standing up and just spontaneously dancing and, you know, being able to create relationship with the people we're able to establish relationship week after week, sometimes years after years, Mm. seeing them every, yeah, I haven't looked back. I haven't had one regret about going into this profession for sure.
0: Incredible. Now... Your new book, Wellness Well Played, The Power of a Playlist, Mm -hmm. talks about the importance of of music, obviously, but but how playlists are curated and how, Mm -hmm. you know, in essence, they can improve mental health and wellness. So what are some of the things that you think about when you create these playlists?
1: Well you know where this all started so the concept of the playlist has been something that I've used a lot mm-hmm. as a music therapist just like a physiotherapist they you go for your session and then they give you stretches that you're supposed to practice in between mm-hmm. well a music therapist functions very similar we will go in we will have sessions you know a set number of sessions with someone for specific goals mm-hmm. But often, you know, I was being asked, "Okay, so what can I do before I see you next?" Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and the playlist came into that clinical um, experience, but it really started to happen for me at the beginning of the pandemic,
2: Um,
1: as I was watching. uh, on social media, how people started singing from their balconies in Italy. Do you mm, remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. yeah <laughs> and And I went, they're singing the songs that they know the best that everyone can join in. And sing along all throughout the streets. And I was also noticing my clients, but also my friends, also my family, were all gravitating to this music from our past that gave us some level of grounding at a time where everything was feeling shaky, Mm -hmm. that we didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I needed it too. So where the book came from was putting together all the intentional ways we can curate our playlist. Sure, we can go to streaming services and we can, you know, grab a, you know, a a funk jazz genre stream. Or we could perhaps go and choose a certain feeling that is there. And that's terrific. I'm glad people are doing that, too. Mm -hmm. But the book came about let's look at our own life soundtrack let's curate playlists in a variety of different ways finding the ones that are going to work the best for us in our own personal well-being
0: so great and so powerful too you know i, I was watching one of your talks you talked about mixtapes and it got me thinking about you know the power of mixtapes when we were we we're kids and how a mixtape was so carefully curated you know the first song was important and and like there's so many aspects it was like it was a secondary language we were trying to communicate Mm -hmm. things to whoever the recipient was of this playlist that maybe we couldn't necessarily verbalize on our own
1: absolutely and at that time different from today today you can put that playlist together pretty quickly if you're using technology but remember back then like if you missed the beginning of the song
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you had to wait you had to wait either till the afternoon or the whole next day that's to right i know get it again.
0: <laughs> this is so primitive it's so funny you know what I, I i tell people all the time though i'm thankful that i lived during those times because we really appreciated all of those you know at the time it was frustrating and it's so easy now but like i i i'm, I'm glad that we lived through cassettes and you know
2: me too all that stuff me too I, yeah, I,
0: I, I gave a talk once for um, a group of grade eights. I was asked to come in and talk about music and career pathing and stuff like that. And I brought a tape with me, a cassette, and I pulled it out. And the looks on these kids' faces were like, you know, they're just astounded. They'd never seen a cassette before. And the one kid says, uh, he goes, where does the music
1: come out of? Right? <laughs> it's amazing yeah i know it's just yeah it's amazing
0: it's so great yeah. so now speaking of playlists you've got your five songs here and i want to get into yeah. these because these are great <laughs> so these are the skin the the songs that make your skin vibrate so yeah. the, the very first one is by sean cassidy he was who i was talking about oh, earlier and God. i wanted to be both yeah. sean cassidy and david cassidy when i was 11 years old <laughs> and i listened to this song like incessantly, it's da do, run run
1: I know. I went to school mm-hmm. on Halloween and had my costume already. And I fell off of the, um, what was the bars that used oh, to the hang from? The monkey bar. <laughs> I went right across those, fell, broke my leg. Oh. Had to get, yeah, on Halloween had to get one of those the plaster casts of the time which are about three inches thick around uh, your leg. And everybody make, signed it. And I remember that. <laughs> and making it so difficult to enjoy Halloween. Uh, I it was the first year I was going to be allowed out without parental involvement, you know, uh, going with a group of friends. Yeah. And there was only one thing that could ever have Fixed that day. Mm -hmm. And it was my mom coming home from work with my very first album. And Ah. it was that album. And that's why that song, Sean Cassidy. Oh my goodness. Like even now I'm like Facebook friends with Sean Cassidy. He doesn't know (laughs) me, but I totally know him and I follow him everywhere he goes. So he has remained. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's so great.
2: (laughs)
1: But
0: but we hang on to those things, you know, those, those memories are so like, you know, the music is emblematic of your youth. You know, I think about the song and I used to to listen to this song and like one of those little record players that you could fold up and it had a handle on it and you could, you know, it was like a little briefcase. And I, I I, I played this song on that thing, like, you know, day in and day out. It's funny.
2: (laughs) Totally. I forgot about those. But yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great, great. Oh, Wow! You brought me back with that one. Uh, <laughs> y- y- your next pick is is Whitney Houston and Greatest
2: Love oh. of All.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna take us right up to high school, and I wanted to share with you the songs that I think caught me off guard a bit, mm-hmm. and this was that first real power ballad from a in this case female artist for me Mm. where whitney was when i heard her album for the first time i didn't know someone could sound like that Mm. you know it was just she just there was something about it it was the goosebumps that i had the song after song after song and then greatest love of all i think it was it came about maybe her third album but it was still while i was in high school mm-hmm. and it was also around the time uh, madonna was around mm-hmm. which was different you know um and i i loved her too i loved all of them it was just terrific but this was special and i wanted to write her down today particularly because i miss her mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah good i legitimately miss her yeah
0: yeah it's a tragic tragic story
1: right yeah and 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 I missed her like even before she died because she really did leave my auditory experiences and and i I find again she was one of the people I went back to early days of the pandemic as one of the people that were just so influential in my life, and she would never have known me, but gosh, did I feel like I knew her, yeah. yeah.
0: Isn't that an incredible thing, though, when an artist can can cut through in that way? Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just an incredible voice, and and by all accounts, a great person too. You know, fra- right? Fragile, but just yeah. you know, a tragic story again. I say, but um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful talent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, another wonderful talent is next. Canadian Alanis Morissette and All I Really yeah. Want.
1: Uh huh. Okay. So this one has a bit of a precursor and I can't remember the name of the song. So maybe you'll remember, but okay. MTV. Remember (laughs) when MTV came out, our minds were blown. Right. Oh yeah. And and all of a sudden, it's not just the music; it's the personalities, it's the dancing in the background, it's the creativity totally. of how you're putting the videos together. And if I was going to spend a weekend doing anything, it was watching MTV. Me like too. it was, it Same. was so great. And when I first saw this person called Alanis, mm-hmm. it was pop. It was like it was like Britney Spears style. Yes pop music
2: um
1: and i can't even think of what what it was at the what the songs were at the time but it was it was great for what it was and then all of a sudden she changed that's that's right (laughs) and i can remember thinking what happened Mm. What, what happened and she made me pay attention yeah because she reflected what was happening to all of us something was happening to all of us where we were changing too, and we were seeing the world through a different lens, and she made me go, oh yeah, I wanna see through that lens too. Wow,
0: wow, Mm -hmm. well said. She was definitely in the vein of like a a Debbie Gibson and a Tiffany, and I think she took a little bit of flack for that. Um, she, She was a pop star, and the song, her big single was called Too Hot. Do you remember?
2: And she was like a a
0: little kind of Britney Spears type dancer before Britney Spears (laughs) was on the scene. (laughs) And and, and yeah, like that record actually did really well. It went platinum. I think another album came out after that, didn't do so well. And then MCA dropped her and then she, she came out with Jagged Little Pill. And I like you, Jennifer, I was like, Whoa, what happened to this little girl? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but she... Made you listen, right?
0: She did. She really did. And it was especially the the first single from this was um what was it called? It was there was explicit lyrics. Do you remember the leadoff single for this album? The, all I really yeah, wanted, I think, was the second single
1: yeah i think it was too it was the one that um really got me oh my goodness we're gonna have to put up the entire album after this it
0: was sure. <laughs> it was called <laughs> you ought to know that's what it was
1: you ought to know of course it was
0: and it it was like the reverse of who she was before the opposite yeah. and i i remember watching yeah. this going oh my god what is this <laughs> but it but she she got her attention yeah yeah,
1: and you, you know like nirvana later years you know like we we started hearing new sounds mm-hmm. in in people just like Billie eilish has done now like all of a sudden some people just show up and they change our ear yes. and uh mm-hmm. really appreciate that mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah me too this album got shopped around and it got turned down by everybody initially can you believe that
1: their loss, lost, eh?
0: I know, right? Just a lot of, a lot of <laughs> yeah. people kicking themselves. It sold 33 million right. to copies. Uh, right. <laughs> next is Adele, rolling in the deep, mm. another
1: great pick. So big gap there, though, hey, between Alanis Morissette and then going, you know, so many years later to Adele and um, making me, I, I paid attention to that when I sent you this list mm. about what was happening to me in between. Hmm. And there was so much work and there were <laughs> kids and there were things right mm. like um and it's not that there wasn't important music in between there there was but it's just the next big step was adele for me and and in a similar way man she just made me pay attention and i know how popular she is and yes i hardly could have waited for this latest album and yes i ordered it on vinyl and i wouldn't listen to it until i got the vinyl oh, <laughs> i wow, did all the really? That's great. Yeah. Well, because she wanted it listened to that this is why she worked with Spotify
2: mm-hmm.
1: in order to ensure that when you listen to the album you have to listen to it in the order. And I thought the best way to do that is in vinyl. So so when I heard uh Rolling in the Deep, it was the drive there was a groove there and i've always been out of all the elements of music groove is it for me
2: mm-hmm.
1: whether we go back in time to Nina Simone or Keb Mo or you know even there's some really good um old school rock that has some real driving groove mm-hmm. that that bass along with her uh rich undertones to her voice mm-hmm. are yeah. She, she captured my attention for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when you submitted this list that the, the there's a lot of time in between these two records, Alanis and Adele, but that the, the <laughs> same, the ethos is very common, right? It's, it's very similar. The message yeah. it's like, I'm not, you know, a pop star. I, I, I have a message here and you're going to, you're going to listen to it. Like there's a little <laughs> bit of, you know, anger involved. And right? they, they get your attention, but the talent is also there too, obviously. But yeah, it's like, you know, I have something to tell you and you're going to listen.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. So yeah. Right? yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> your next song is uh, Bob Marley and Three Little Birds.
1: Mm-hmm. So as a music therapist, <laughs> there's a little bit of this joke behind the scenes of um, when you're working with a particular age group um how many times did you sing you are my sunshine today (laughs) so there's a little bit there's because it's this it's that old familiar everyone knows it Toes start tapping, people start singing, Mm -hmm. You Are My Sunshine. Um, You Are My Sunshine was a really special song for me in the way that before I was a music therapist and my grandfather had um, a second major stroke at the age of 63. And he was placed in an extended care hospital where there wasn't a lot going on. You know, it reminds me a bit of how these last couple of years have been. Mm And it was Granny who invited me in with my guitar and to sing with the residents. And it would be my first experience to see some of those things we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. And it would also be the last song that I sang with Granny many, many years later. After granddad had passed away, she was in the hospital. She was 36 hours from dying. Mm. And um, she sang the words to you are my sunshine with me. So that song is not just a song to me, but I do get how often it's requested of um, music therapists across the country. And Mm -hmm. So I was trying to think of, what is the next You Are My Sunshine? And you know what? It's hands down Three Little Birds by yeah. Bob Marley. This is the feel-good song that so many people sing along to, at least know the tune. They tap their toes. What a story he had, too. You know, how much did he accomplish in his 36 years? His album's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. People don't worry about a thing,
0: you know? That's right. Everything's yeah. going to be all right, yeah.
1: It's going to be all right.
0: Yeah. No, you're mm-hmm. right. This is one of the ultimate feel-good songs of all time. And even when you, you know you hear it, it kind of brightens you up, you know? Just the, the <laughs> beginning of it, it's like, oh, I like this, you know? <laughs> I know. I, lo- I love it. It's great.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so good. This is such a great list, Jennifer. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you, you've brightened my day with this too. You know, huh. like I said, when Sean Cassidy, I'd I'd forgotten all about him, so that was nice. And,
1: <laughs> and now you can follow him on Facebook if you'd That's like. Right. He's, he's he's doing great. <laughs> I just might. I might.
0: Jennifer, thank you so much for this chat. I I really truly enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun.
1: Oh, me too. And I'm just wishing you so much success always with you know bringing people back to their music. What a wonderful, uh, what a w- wonderful way to bring the meaning into moments. So thanks for that.
0: Oh, it really is. No, there's there's no yeah. question. Um, you are definitely welcome back anytime. I know that you have more than five songs, <laughs> so
2: <laughs> anytime you'd like
0: to come back. The book is Wellness Well Played: The Power of a Playlist. I will certainly be reading it. It's available now. So listeners, get out and get your copy. Jennifer Buchanan, thank you so much again for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Take good care. You too. All right, this has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Jennifer Buchanan. Till next time, folks, take good care.
1: Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.